When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, first up today, we have the truths about millennial marriage. Um, we cooked up this episode because we thought it was important um, to, to bring this on Black Fly on the Wall. A lot of times we talk about relationships and gender wars and all that good stuff. Um, but we think it's vitally important also to highlight the beauties and also the failures of millennial marriage. So we have Miosha and Terrence here with us. Introduce yourselves, Miosha. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Miosha Green. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I went to school at St. Augustine's University, and I am a serial entrepreneur. I am a wedding planner, event planner. I have a business with my husband. Um, and then I also had a social group that I just created called Mothers Seated at the Table. Nice. I appreciate you coming. Terrence, man, introduce yourself. I'm T. Green, Terrence, as they say. Um, I'm originally from uh, Mississippi. Uh, I went to play football at Shaw University. Um, man. I got so many businesses. Uh, I got uh, green, pies, man. man. I got a uh, real man bake, which is sweet potato pies. I have a uh, green special media, um, and I got a uh, green gram LLC, which is my uh, logo company. But man, I'm just blessed to be here, man. Absolutely, we appreciate y'all. Yeah. So uh, first up, what are some of the beauties of being a married millennial, man? Miosha, God. It's so many. Um, I think for me, it is the growth that you get to see with your spouse. Depending on where you're at when you get married, you see the different stages. So you may see year two, we're grinding, hustling, I would say for me and T. And then... (laughs) Five years later, we de- we are these big powerhouses, right. you yeah. know. So just the growth, you know. Each person changed five to seven years. So the fact that you get to relearn the person that you have fell in love with, love with, and I'm sorry, y'all, it's no. this lag is killing me. Yeah, you good, you good. Um, but to see that is amazing. Absolutely, Terrence. She mentioned change. What is something? that's changed about your wife that you admire? Oh, man. Um, man, so many things. Um, man, she's been a hustler, first of all. You know, that's what that's what made me, like, real attracted to her. Um, but now, man, I see her. Uh, she just brought God in her life. Um, man, she's serving in the church. Like, it's like I just had to learn like, I have to learn her all over again. Like, right. you know, when we first got together, we were both chasing God. 
So it's like now we really we really into it. She's the uh, actually the armor bearer in the church, and I'm the armor bearer for the pastor. So it's like the things we used to do, you know, we don't do them no more. So it's like now I have to relearn what she like, what she like to do. So man, it's a lot, man. Absolutely, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I I think the biggest piece that I heard from you is the 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 spiritual force in your relationship, and uh, we talk about that a lot on Black Fly on the Wall. Right. No matter what your religion is, you all have the bond together on some spiritual level. And, and that's that's amazing. PJ, um, I think one of the, the biggest things that me and you talk about a lot is the uh, success that your parents have had as a married couple. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, they've been married almost 35 years. Uh, and what I see with them, they just never give up. You have a lot of people. Uh, and I think that's missed today. That they just throw the towel in early in their relationships, marriages, instead of fighting for it. And um, people look at my parents and they're like, hey, they've been married for so long. And I'm like, y'all don't see it inside out. Right. You just see it from the outside and think it's beautiful. But they actually have their struggles and then they have their solution points. You know, they come back, gather together after problems happen and fix them. You know, over time, you grow. Nobody's going to be the same that they were day one in five years, every five years. And hopefully everybody grows every year. So you want to succeed as a as a unit every year. You want to grow and learn your partner and the learning never stops. Absolutely. That's key. Now, also too, Miyoshi, I know that you and Terrence have a lot of businesses. So how would you say that you all balance being hustlers? on the business side, and also taking care of each other within the relationship. Time management. There you go. That's key. Yes. Management and boundaries. That is key. That's the only way it's going to work. So as cliche it sounds, we got to schedule stuff. Right. Intimacy, date night, who's going to get the kids in the morning, who's going to get the kids in the afternoon. <laughs> we got to schedule it. That's important. And Terrence, what about you? Man, I can agree with that. Um, Man, you got to set those boundaries. Uh, Communication is key. Um, I know when we first started, um, I had to take the role of, I I feel like the mother role. I had the kids all the time because literally when I was getting off work, um, she she had to talk to brides or, you know, grooms all day. So I had to get the kids, you know, the bath and give them the bed. But I guess when, as a man stepping into that role, you have to, you have to take on that role and you have to accept it. You got to be humble. You got, you got to be humble because I could literally mess that all up for her, you know? So Right. I think in the past on the podcast, we've talked a lot about uh, gender roles and learning gender roles within your relationship. So a lot of times as millennials, we download, and when I say download, we we digest what's on social media, what your friends say, what your family members say, your roles should be, but I think those roles should be defined within your relationship. So if Terrence, if you gotta be a stay-at-home dad for six months in order for her business to take off, for the unit and for the family, that's something that you have to do. And I think it's very admirable for a man to be humble enough to do that. So that's, that's a kudos to you. How long have y'all been together? 
together? Yeah. Seven years. Married. Two. Yeah. Was there a difference from dating into marriage, and what has that been? Oh. <laughs> you want me to answer that? Or you? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we Let's get it. Answer it. But the difference, well, I wouldn't say it was a difference. I just feel like spiritually, we got to tag more. So we came in as a blended family, pretty much. And right after engagement, we got pregnant. So that family aspect of balance was already there. But when we put the promise to God into it, it shifted. The tax of not being enough, not being together enough started to happen. That wasn't happening in dating? No. no. So did it take a big commitment like marriage to do that? Or? I feel so. I feel like it did. Um, I just seen a shift out of nowhere. And it took for us to communicate, to get through. Like, I don't think y'all understand. <laughs> Like, the enemy was attacking on different levels through our children, through us just not talking about the simplest thing. I could get upset with him about leaving dishes in the dishwasher. Like, why you do that? But that was just, like, something little that I would sweep under the rug and have all this different stuff piled up. And then now we have this explosive, you know, argument about nothing. And so... It just started hitting in different directions, and so we had to, like, sit back and say, okay, we got to figure this communication thing out. That sounds like you became more feminine when you got that commitment of marriage. No. No. I was still hustling. Yeah, I think marriage counseling really helped us out yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's what though. helped us. But I, and we, and when I you say feminine, hustling. you don't... <laughs> You mean more so the yeah. feminine energy in the feminine role. Feminine energy, not a woman. Feminine energy in the role. Yeah, yeah, the feminine energy. <laughs> no, I'm not dissing, y'all. Like, yeah, a more feminine energy, like trusting, which means that he becomes more masculine as well. But I was trusting from the beginning. Yeah. Like, I never not trusted him to be the man that he had already showed me to be before marriage. Yeah. You know? So the trust never went out the, end of the window. It was more so of different things to pull us apart. Okay. So, so you all you all develop more challenges once you got married in comparison yeah. to being boyfriend and girlfriend or engaged and fiance. Yeah, because we were engaged for what, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Okay. Pandemic kind of like messed it up a little bit, but I had to prove myself as a husband early because, like you said, after uh, we got engaged, she got pregnant. So I literally had to move her, my son, and my daughter to uh, Charlotte. I took a job in Charlotte around, like, probably the first nine months when we got together. Okay. So I had to prove myself early. Right. And, and that, that more so shows us as well that it's all about balance and also about managing your expectations when it comes down to uh, the stages that you go through as a couple. So although you all been married for two years, um, you all's journey and you all's story is larger than what you, how long you've been married, right? So the challenges you went through as boyfriend and girlfriend, the fiance becoming pregnant, and had, you had a lot of changes early on in the relationship. Um, and so I think that's key. I think the key takeaway from that point is that you got to be open 
to new ideas, concepts of how you can do things and make sure that you're balanced in the relationship. Um, Just to spice it up a little bit, joint account or separate accounts? We think both. Oh, he over there rubbing his chin. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, we talked about it. Let's talk about finances. And we think both. Now, can we be honest? (laughs) Be honest. This black fly on the wall. Which one do you shop from? I'm about to be honest. So that was something in marriage counseling that they told us we needed to do. Okay. And we was like, how? Like, how is that about to work? So to be honest, we still don't have a joint account. Okay. We're working on it. We're working on it. Okay. She's a spender. (laughs) Okay. I'm the same. But I can take that. I take that responsibility. Yeah. Don't give me a whole bunch of money because I'm not going to do right. Okay. okay. At least you're honest. I mean, you the ladies, can, 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 y'all, can y'all agree with that point? You got to know your partner. It's ladies, balanced. do you? can y'all agree with that point? Yeah. It's balanced. Like, least, at least you're honest. At least you're honest. You take this point. You pay the mortgage. Because I'm going to speak. Okay. All right. So, Terrence, what's your perspective as a husband on joint accounts? The pros and the cons. Oh, man. Well, I feel like, well, we got strengths and weaknesses, so let's start there first. What can you handle? And I feel like I'll, I've been handling the mortgage since we, since we met, pretty much. Okay. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like a woman should pay the mortgage. Okay. I mean, okay. you know. That's <laughs> just something, you know. That's just something I... I just did. Okay. It's the biggest bill. So whatever little bill she want to take, I allow her to. Because I know how she is with money. So you got to be smart. They want to come home and cable out the lights on, you know. So you have to be smart. So Okay. Now, you mentioned you feel like men should pay the mortgage. Yeah. Why do you feel that way? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... Is that something that you would That don't make me talk? more man, manly than what I am, but I just feel like the man should be the provider and take care of his family. Okay. On that aspect. Okay. You know. Now, and the, and the ladies in the crowd, we may get your opinion on this. What if the sum of the other bills outweigh how much the mortgage is? What happens in that situation? Yo. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so within your marriage, you feel as if a man should take care of the mortgage, and that kind of goes back to our original idea and concept that it has to work best for the relationship, yeah. right? So if you're with a young lady or married to a young lady, and she's making two or three times what you make, right, humbly, then she may be open to the concept of, I pay a mortgage. Because at the end of the day, all the bills are your bills, and all the money and what's going out, you all are responsible for that, right? So, like, even myself as a budgeter, I look at a mortgage as another line item that needs to be paid, right? It has to be paid no matter who pays it. I think coming together and establishing your financial blueprint is what's key, right? So whatever works for you. Yeah. Now, now I have learned to, when she want to pay something, like, I, I had to, like, that was a, a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every time you go out, you know, I feel like I should handle the tab. 
Okay. But sometimes, like, she got it. You know, she might have booked the client for like $7. Well, I want to see. She's like, I got the meal. I'm like, I want to ask y'all too. Does that have anything to do with how you were raised? Like, did you see that example? And did you see that example? Oh, yeah. I mean, T will tell you, I let him handle the mortgage, but I got to have to pay for something. Because that's what you saw. Right. I was brought up in a single parent home, you know, prior to meeting T. I was by myself. I was paying everything. Right. It's not that I can't pay you. Right. You know, I just got a husband who's willing to pay it for me. So, you know, I still pay bills, whatever, but <laughs> there ain't going to be no mortgage. I'm going to do the water bill, you know. How were you raised, T? How were you raised? What did you see the example? Single mother. So, I just seen the hustler. So, I seen my mama and her. So, Absolutely. I mean, the same here, man. I, I can rate to the, the single mother plug. You know, I feel like being raised by a single mother myself has made me the man that I am. Because single moms are able to show you daily what sacrifice is. And so as a man being raised by a single mother, I understood what managing expectations were, making ends meet, being a hustler, um, and just being able to sacrifice for your kids. So be, being raised by single moms has a lot of positives uh, that come along with it. Now, you mentioned something major, really, really key, marriage counseling. Yes. Do you recommend it? Yes. Man. Why? Definitely. Terrence, I want to hear okay. from you. So I guess the key thing I got out of uh, marriage counseling, because like I said, we was going through, like, let's say, for instance, when we first met, we we. I don't know. We tried to rekindle that fi- that flame. You know what I'm saying? Just keep dating, keep dating. But you know, we we in between the lines, we had like a lot of disagreements, and you know, a person have to learn how to handle those disagreements. So when we got taught in uh, marriage counseling, it says, okay, it's it's you, your spouse, or your girlfriend or boyfriend. It's God at the top. So if y'all both not chasing God. Y'all that far apart. You know, a person can be in the house and like and be so distant from a person. As you tread up, you meet at the top. Right. It's God. That's a good example. Yeah. That's a good example. Miyoshi, what about you? I think it goes based off what type of counseling you get. Because you can you get pastoral or you can go sit on somebody's couch. And they give you different tools. I'm sorry, I'm trying to do it so I won't hear the echo. But um, they give you different tools. And so for me, it goes back to the compassion, um, how I'm feeling in my spirit. And sometimes, just because I'm having a bad day, I can't take that on my husband. Absolutely. You know, um, spiritually, what I'm fighting. I was telling two of the guys, Trey and Dr. Drip. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, outside, you know, you come into marriage with all of these bags. You like Erica Badu with all these bags, bags lady, right? But in each bag is trauma. Is another guy did you wrong, or, you know, your daddy left you, or, you know, independency you got you know you this independent woman you don't need a man for nothing and so you bring in two people with baggage 
And sometimes you're not unpacking. Right. So when you don't unpack, that's when issues start, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. So that was something we learned early. You know, unpack your bag. What is... What are some things that you don't went through, and this is why it triggers you to do this or this? So your partner can't understand you because you're really playing playing an unfair game, you know? Right. When you don't unpack. Right. Because you then you live under the law of assumption. Oh, yeah. You assume that he knows that you're in the mood and he shouldn't do something in particular that pisses you off or makes you mad. But I think the, it's all about the flow of communication, exactly. right? So, Terrence, what's something in regards to communication that gets under your skin with Miosha? Be careful. He like he no. got about ten things over there. He counting his hand. He over there like this. We just talked about this. Man, go ahead, put it out there. <laughs> Don't look at him. So I can say. Uh, I feel like a lot of it was my fault, my patterns. Uh, like I said, I was raised by a single mom. I didn't have to share a bathroom. I didn't have to put stuff back. Look at, look at me out so, your face. So I feel like what triggered me is her getting on me like my mom. You okay. feel me? That was a bag that I brought. Okay. So every relate. time she would say something like, hey, my mama, like, what, like, what you got going on? I'm not one of the kids. You tripping. <laughs> But the whole time, it was my patterns. So I had to look back at the problem. The problem was me. She didn't like it. So now what I try to do is listen to her and try to get it right. Now I let the toilet seat down, you know. You know I put stuff saying? back. So, you know, I just had to submit to my wife pretty much. Nice. That's key because you were humble enough to do so. And he you held yourself accountable. He did leave that apart. I did. <laughs> I like the so fact that he named... pointed out male submissiveness. Huh? Like male submissiveness. <laughs> I'm not saying it right. But accountability is important. It can definitely heal over time. Like once you can accept like your flaws and what you got going on. Because people don't look outside in. It's like, hey, this is an issue that I have. Once you identify that, now you can help the whole relationship. Right. Correct. You can't it's an old African proverb. You can't fix what's out until you assess what's in. So you always have to look at yourself and say, How can I hold myself accountable in this situation and how can I grow? So before we, we close it up, what is one tip, Miosha, that you would give to single women that are millennials that desire to be married? Walk like a wife. Say it again. Walk like a wife. Okay, let's mount on that for a little bit. Okay. So, you are already building your DNA to be a wife. So, start walking like it. Just like you go to college to prep to be in your career, you prep to be a wife. That's deep. That's deep. Period. And I know, like, some women are like, how do you even prepare to be a wife? But you start within yourself. You know, a lot of people feel like because they're single, they're lonely. But when you're one and you get it right, you're whole. Mm -hmm. And you're preparing yourself to be whole for your partner. Right. So you have to prepare for that. You can't 
you have to study and work on yourself and prepare yourself, okay, what are some things that I can work on right now so when it's time for me to meet or God sends me, my husband, I'm not out here tripping about insecurities. You know, that last boyfriend, he gone for a reason. Right. So work that out mentally and then prepare for what's next. And I think that's key because essentially what you're saying is come home. Yeah. Like whenever you, and sometimes the breaking down in layman's terms, uh, who remembers like laying their clothes out um, before the, the first day of school? But you had that fit out, right? You had the Air Force Ones, everybody. The, white, the white ones. Everybody had their fit out, right? You had the expectation that you were going to school tomorrow or the next day. It's the same thing in relationships. But sometimes we make relationships so complex. So if you want to be a husband, you have to act like one already. So when you meet that young lady, you're already a gentleman. You got your finances in order. You got yourself in order. You've been to therapy. You're taking care of the traumas and the internal issues so that whenever you're out on the dating scene, you're not pushing those issues out on women that you meet. So I think that's key. So you're already preparing to be that. And also, too, that's what manifestation is. Right. If you're manifesting your your husband or your wife by the way you act in expectation. Right. You believe it is. so. I didn't do this. So let me say that. Okay. I wasn't like, ooh, I'm going to be a wife. Like, no, I've learned this in the process in of being a wife. But you was already ready. <laughs> I guess. Because we see women and we be like, yo, she look like wifey. What? Off the rip. Now, we know that. We like, she look like wifey. No, friend. She, so she comes prepared already. They, they can look like a wife and be a home. But, is it, that. but <laughs> for the fellas, yeah. sometimes as men, we assess a woman's energy. Correct. So, like, how she carries herself, how she interacts with people, how, just how she moves in a room. Sometimes you can see the prerequisites of, of, of a wife. That's all we right? can do. Until you assess the full picture. I got you, dog. Don't worry about it. I get you good. <laughs> Terrence, real quick, what would you give the men in the room of how they can prepare themselves to be a husband before we close out? Like, like my wife said, I wasn't always this guy. Oh, I know. So, so I feel like uh, community, man, like get around some brothers that's already married or our fiancés, you know, just actually get around community that the people that's already walking in that. So you're seeing how to move as a husband Absolutely. or as a fiancé. So community, man, just hang around like like minded people. Absolutely. Your network is your net worth, right? And you can assess your net worth within your relationship. How wealthy are you in your relationship as a man? To close it out, uh, for the fellas, it's all about accountability. And for the ladies, it's the same thing. We have to continue to assess ourselves so that we can give 100% of ourselves to someone else. So let's, that's it. Millennial marriage. Facts and fishes.